You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome into the PHNX Cardinal podcast presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports embedding partner of the NFL. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcast, leave a five-star review. I'm Johnny Venerable. Welcome to the PHNX Cardinals podcast. I am joined today on a happy Monday with Mr. Espo of the PHNX Suns program. But I said, you know what? Everybody else is going to the Senior Bowl. I want Espo (laughs) <laughs> on a loaded football Monday. Thank you, brother, for jumping on with me. Look, I, I even switched out the studio. I'm all Cardinals just for you, Johnny. I know you get a haircut. I uh, I change up the studio. Whatever it takes to launch this new thing, uh, the, the new version of the show, right, I'm here to help out. I get my buddies at Sport Clips on the phone. I said, we're ushering in a new era of this podcast. No, I didn't go to Sports Clips this time. I went to a local place here at Maricopa. They did, they did their job for me. Uh, I knew who else did their job. <laughs> Espo were the Cincinnati Bengals. And my friend, if I were to tell you before the season began, there was going to be a team, right? Led by a quarterback who was taken first overall. He went to a historically inept franchise. He won a Heisman at his alma mater at the collegiate level. And this year, within his first two years or three years, he was going to get to the Super Bowl. A lot of people would say, well, that's Kyler Murray. That's the Arizona Cardinals. But it's not. It's Joe Burrow. When you saw that take place yesterday, was there anything in the back of your mind saying to yourself, man, there's there's some added heat now on Kyler Murray? Yeah, it's time to take the kitty gloves off. I was, uh, you know, the whole argument that, oh, Kyler, it's his first playoffs. You got to give him a break. To hell with that. Yes. Joe Burrow went out there and he, with confidence, took care of each team he had to face. He's gone in there and he's done what it takes. He's taken and and lifted up a franchise that's been just as inept as the Arizona Cardinals over the last four decades uh, at times and raised them to a height that they've only been to two other times. All right. And, And both of those in the eighties by getting them to the Super Bowl. If he winds up going into LA in the Super Bowl and beating the Rams, yeah, uh, that 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 knocks Kyler Murray down even a few more pegs because that's something he couldn't do in round one. And Joe Burrow, a year younger than him in terms of uh, experience in the NFL, goes and takes care of business in the Super Bowl uh, in L.A. against the Rams. I, I think the heat's turned up even more than it is right now. I think there are people who forget how close these situations mirror each other from like a setup for success, because I see a lot of people making excuses online. And listen, full disclaimer, 
I love Kyler Murray. I think Kyler Murray is a top 10 quarterback. I think he's going to go down as the best quarterback this franchise has ever had. But he and Joe Burrow went number one, 2019, 2020, back-to-back years. They both won the Heisman. They both were drafted by historically dysfunctional organizations. This is not like Eli Manning going to the ready-made Giants or even like Andrew Luck going to the Colts where they had been consistent Super Bowl contenders. The Bengals won two games in 2019. The Cardinals were the worst offense in modern-day football before Kyler Murray got there. And then you enter this year, and Kyler Murray has, to your point, a leg up on Joe because he's been in the league three years coming into this season. He had the same offensive coordinator every year, that being Cliff Kingsbury, his head coach. Both teams, I would argue, are in the two hardest divisions in the NFL before the season. We always talk about the NFC West being loaded for good measure. But Cleveland was a playoff team last year. The Steelers are always very competitive. They made the playoffs this year. The Ravens have Lamar Jackson, MVP candidate. The AFC North is no joke. And both the Bengals and the Cardinals were picked to finish last in their own division. And where are we at now? Well, the Cardinals started hot, squandered a golden opportunity to win the NFC West. Kyler Murray did not play good football down the stretch. Got embarrassed on Monday Night Football in the wild card round against the L.A. Rams. And what did Cincinnati do? They were picked to finish last. They won the AFC North. Joe Burrow had a better statistical season than Kyler Murray did. Played all 17 games. Kyler, of course, missed three games. Now Joe Burrow goes into Arrowhead and slays the demon that is the Kansas City Chiefs. With a roster, Espo, that I would argue, top to bottom, way worse than the Cardinals. I, again, oh, I know they have Jamar Chase. T. Higgins is great, Joe Mixon, but like their offensive line, not as good as Arizona's. I, I would argue a lot of their defensive personnel, not as good as Arizona. Zach Taylor was a joke before this year, and now it's Joe Burrow. All he does, he just wins and gets his team to elevate to the highest potential. When is Kyler Murray going to do that? Yeah, there's there's subway turnstiles in New York that look at the uh, at the offensive line in Cincinnati and go, whoa. Well, well, we can stop more people than you can. Like this yeah. is, it's just that offensive line did Burrow no favors in this playoffs, and he found a way to to continue to do things. What he's done better than Kyler is he's kept his composure throughout mm-hmm. this entire season. It's been a consistency, which is is one of the biggest criticisms I have when it comes to Kyler is lacking that consistency and that confidence in, in what he's doing. It ebbs and flows so much. Uh, and and Joe Burrow is a leader. There's yeah. no denying that. You watch him going up and down that sideline, trying to hype up his team, celebrating with his team in the locker. But he does these little things that I think we've yet to see Kyler fully embrace. Uh, and look, I, I'm with you. I think when it's all said and done, Kyler Murray winds up being the best quarterback in this franchise's yeah. tenure. At least in Arizona. I mean, yeah. you might be able to make some arguments in the St. Louis or Chicago days, but in Arizona Cardinals history, he will go down as as probably the best quarterback we've seen here. But man, it's been a bumpy road so far. And Joe Burrow shows that maybe it didn't have to be. Now, I don't know how much of that's on Cliff and how much of that's on Kyler. And I, and I don't know that we we will fully know that until next season. I think you'll start to be able to to separate the two, but I think some of it is on uh, is on Cliff for sure. Is it fair to say that Kyler Murray sometimes makes it hard on himself? Because again, like we compare Kyler to like the Russell Wilsons of the world in terms of their play style, but like 
Russell is a generational leader. We're seeing now Burrow is a generational leader where players will follow him at the collegiate level now in the NFL. Kyler sometimes, and I put this on my article, shameless plug at gophnx.com. Like, I don't, I, Espo, I don't want to hear about aspirations to play baseball this offseason after what took place to end the year. Get that shit out of here. I don't want to hear about the, 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 the negative body language to end the year on the sideline. You know, the video games and all that stuff. Like, that stuff to me, especially like the video games and the baseball stuff, that comes after you've, you've reached the mountaintop. And you have infinite leeway. Like Aaron Rodgers can go dick around and be on Jeopardy. And like, it's funny because he's won Super Bowl and MVPs. And Kyler Murray, we're still waiting for this team to break through this, all this secondary stuff that I think just starts to creep up in the off season. And then the body language, of course, during the year, like we don't see that with Josh Allen or Joe Burrow or Patrick Mahomes because they're still grinding to carve out their legacy. I just, to me, like, that is frustrating as a fan of this team because at, the, at this one end of the spectrum, you say, okay, we're very fortunate to have Kyler Murray and to be competitive because we don't want to go back to what we once were, which was, you know, the Kings of five and 11. But at the same time, like, Hey, here's a guy who got drafted two years ago and he's in the Super Bowl now. Yeah. I look, I don't care about the video game stuff. Fine. If you want to, that doesn't okay. get involved in that. If you're, you know, if you look at it as an investment, the way the way he's part of uh, of that, that, fine, whatever. What does bother me is if I see need to if I see Captain Pouty face again on the sidelines when things aren't going well. Like I don't I don't need to see you sitting there sulking like somebody stole your lollipop. All right, mm-hmm. I want to see you fired up. I want to see you being the one that believes. All right, okay, so that was a bad play. That was a bad yeah. series. It was a bad drive. Fine. Get on my back. We're going. That's what we see from Josh Allen and Joe Burrow and even Matthew Stafford to a certain extent this yeah. year. And that's where Kyler needs to mature, where he needs to improve upon, where he needs to prove that he's a leader is by doing that, by going out there and and encouraging his guys, by getting excited and being the, the person that they go, we want to rally behind this guy. Mm-hmm. He's not that right now. Not I don't yet. know that he has the command of the huddle right now that these other young guys that we're seeing, in particular Joe Burrow, has. You knew when, even though that they were down at halftime, that Joe Burrow was going to come out and try to lead this Bengals team, and his teammates believed it. That's why why they bought into it. It helps your defense, even when you're not as talented of a defense uh, you know, as other teams. If you believe your quarterback is going to take care of it, you work that much harder to get him the ball back. It yeah. it all stems from the belief in himself and his teammates' belief in him. And Kyler Murray needs to step up in that way moving into next season. Well, we look just back to that wild card game on Monday Night Football, right? And that game wasn't close at half, but it wasn't out of the realm of possibility considering what the Bengals just did. And nobody thought that game was winnable. And I think that speaks to your point of rallying behind your quarterback and instilling that mindset that you can come back and win. You know, Jalen puts a puts a comment in the chat. We appreciate that. Josh Allen absolutely plays video games. No one talks about it, though, because he's not good as, as Kyle, who's with FaZe Clan. I think my argument, Jalen, because like Tim Duncan was obsessed with video games. Like, again, Kyler Murray's first NFL SI cover was not as, you know, leading the Cardinals to the playoffs. 
it was about joining FaZe Clan and being a part of e-gaming or whatever it is. Like, remember those Warner Fitzgerald covers that would come out as they advanced every round of the Super Bowl back in 2008, 2009? Like, I thought maybe let's get a few of those before we venture off into the, hey, I'm on the cover with, like, LeBronny, like LeBron's son, and I don't know who the rest of those guys are. I'm not in touch with that. It's it, You want a hobby? Awesome. And I, I've always defended Kyler, like, because he keeps his private life very private, and he's not out making news in the tabloids, and he's not attacking members of his medical staff like Baker Mayfield. He is controlled and matured in a lot of ways that other young quarterbacks don't have. But I just – I can't help but be envious of the Joe Burrows of the world and the Josh Allens that, goodness, get their teammates to to rally around them in situations like we saw on Sunday. Yeah, I mean – and I – Again, I don't know how much, whatever you want to be part of Phase Clan, you want to, you want to play video games, fine. But uh, it, it is those moments that we see that the camera catches on the sideline. It's those moments where, under pressure, he decides in the end zone to just throw a ball up like, like, very much like we saw uh, Jimmy G doing the yeah. NFC Championship game. That's not going to get it done if the entire offense is predicated on you and your skill set. And that's what the Cardinals have invested in is building an offense and hiring a coach that fits Kyler specifically. And if Mm -hmm. that's the case, you need to be that leader. You need to be that guy that everybody believes in and knows with you, they can do anything. And I don't think Kyler believes in that right now at times. And that's problematic. And that's where I wonder is it that he doesn't trust Cliff Kingsbury's play calling? Are there things in this offense that he doesn't trust that leads to that? Or is this a personality thing? All of which are concerning in different ways uh, and, and things that they need to figure out this offseason because I get it. They improved each of e- each of Kyler's years in the NFL, each of, uh, of Cliff's years as, as a head coach, but it you need to take that next step. And I've yet to see this team – uh, at a place where I believe they can easily take that next step, right? Because you have to, you're in a division now, again, where you're playing the elite of the NFC, the, the 49ers elite. Uh, in the championship game, the Rams obviously going going to the Super Bowl. Uh, you've you've got a battle on your hands. You know Seattle's not going to be at, down and out for, for long. You know that they're going to retool rather than rebuild there so you've got to figure it out and and it starts and ends with kyler becoming the kind of guy that joe burrow has been this season i want to touch on jalen's comment here is the reality is the Bengals have have been a better organization the last three years they've hit on free agents in the and in the draft and the cardinals have not joe burrow hasn't been outstanding in the playoffs but his defense has helped i think to some extent jalen you're right his defense is playing fantastic i did not see that second half performance coming yesterday where they only allowed three points to, to Kansas city and the Cardinals fail at the end of the season, not because of Kyler Murray, but they collapsed as a team. And that's Murray. That's on Vance Joseph. That's on Cliff Kingsbury. But I would say like the, the Bengals were in a rebuild a year ago and it's not, like they've had a big influx of talent. They've got guys who do their job well, but they don't, they don't have a Buda Baker. They don't have a Chandler Jones, right? They don't have a JJ Watt. Their defense is, is a, kind of a cast off of mixed parts, and they've hit on some guys. Their offensive line doesn't have a Rodney Hudson. We're now a pro bowler in DJ Humphreys, right? I don't think, you know, Joe Mixon, James Conner, probably very comparable to end the year. So I think 
to me, it's it's about coaching and it's about quarterback. He goes, uh, Jalen does, when the O-line gives up pressure early in games, Kyler doesn't trust the O-line to do its job. But that's with most QBs. I would say, Jalen, you're right in the sense that when Kyler is hit early and often, the wheels come off for this team, and he really does not have a way to rebound. And we've saw that time and time and then this season. When the offensive line is right, like it was in Dallas to end the year, he plays mista- almost mistake-free football. But, man, he got beat up in that in that Rams playoff game and, and just was not the same. Yeah, I mean, the the ebbs and flows in Kyler's game are what are so frustrating, right? Because yeah. you can see an MVP caliber quarterback, and then all of a sudden you see that dip where whatever that was uh, in the wild card round, and you go, okay, well, who's the real Kyler Murray? Who's yeah. who's the guy? Is he is he the all-world guy? Or is he the guy that's you know throwing weird flip passes out of his own end zone to give up a pick six in, in his first playoff game. I mean, I, the reality is probably somewhere in the middle, but if, if it's closer to what he did in that Rams uh, playoff game, that becomes concerning. And, you know, there was Russell Westbrook and WD 40 brings up Westbrook in the chat, but I said, Russell Westbrook, excuse me, Russell Wilson, my basketball is showing, pardon me. It's, uh, get that out of here. <laughs> Russell Wilson, uh, you know, it was on the Manning cast uh, during that Cardinals game talking about what he'd be doing on the sideline, going up and down and pumping, pumping his team. And when, when a guy who's in the same division who plays that same position is so willing to openly basically criticize what your quarterback is doing. That was a moment of concern for me, right? That's an indictment for sure. That was an indictment. And I, I I, listen, if he's thinking that other players are thinking it maybe even inside the Cardinals locker room, and that's a fine line. If you're Cliff Kingsbury and Steve Kime, like how do you broach that subject with Kyler Murray, who to himself holds a lot of power in the organization. And, you know, I thought this year, based on how they started, like maybe getting a big personality out of the locker room like Fitz was a good thing in the sense that it allowed Kyler to take over that leadership role, especially as the season came down and they lost guys like J.J. Watt to injury. It's like, okay, Kyler, you're ready to go. This is your team. Lead it. It's there to be led. And, you know, for whatever reason, uh, they didn't get it done. So it's something to watch moving forward. But I think we both agree Espo Burrow in just two years has eclipsed Murray in a lot of the public's eyes as the quarterback that you'd rather have. And I think that's frustrating for Cardinal fans. Should be frustrating, but it's rightfully so. He's got the Bengals in the Super Bowl and the Cardinals are sitting at home. I mean, yeah, it was great to be back in the playoffs, uh, but that that doesn't cut the mustard, uh, as they say. I don't know why they say that because it makes absolutely no sense, but they say that. And, I, you know, so to me, it, it's just, it, it's sad to know that somehow this about the Bengals have, have hopped the Cardinals. It, it's a weird world we live in. Well, speaking of the Super Bowl, the moment we've been waiting for since September is finally here. In honor of the big game, the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56, is giving new customers 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5, get $280 in free bets if your team wins. And if you're a new cu- not a new customer like myself and Espo, you can experience Super Bowl 56 with same-game parlays, combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit, withdraw your cash whenever you want. Again, that's bet just $5. Get uh, $280 in free bets if your team wins. Of course, using that promo code 
PHNX, 21 or over Arizona only gambling problem call 1 800 Next Steps. New customer only eligibility restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Well, before the Super Bowl Expo, there is the Senior Bowl that's taking place this Saturday in Mobile, Alabama. We have some folks in route to Mobile as we speak. Saul's going to be there. Shane's going to be there. Folks from DMVR. We're going to simulcast and live stream throughout the week talking about our favorite prospects, names to watch. So that got me thinking, okay, as a precursor to the Senior Bowl, if I had to ask you, what positions are you targeting for this Arizona Cardinal team? Because we know they have a history, right? Once upon a time, they took Dale Buchanan in the first round. He was a Senior Bowl standout. Two years later, Hassan Reddick. I believe most recently, Josh Jones from Houston, third rounder out of 2020. What positions are you looking at for the Cardinals to identify in this Senior Bowl game? Well, first off, I'm always disappointed when I hear Senior Bowl because I assume that's like alumni from the NFL, old guys playing each other. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, it's always disappointing. I always thought that the Saturday before Pro Bowl should just be a bunch of old NFL guys playing each other. But now yeah. that that dumb jokes out of the way, uh, I I look at if I'm if I'm the Cardinals, I stay away from defense. If Vance Joseph is is my is my D coordinator, which it looks like yeah. that's going to be uh, the case. I'm not wasting a top three pick on defense because he's not going to see the field. There's nope. just no point in it. He's not going to see the field. So I'm looking at wide receiver. That's a big place uh, I'm looking here because I get it. You got, you got D hop and that's great, but you need somebody on the other side of him. It's not going to be Christian Kirk. I, I'd be surprised if, if Christian's back, unless he signs a, a nice hometown deal, AJ yeah. Green was what he was. You know, like if he turned his head, it probably would have been a better, uh, a better storyline this season. But you know, he's obviously uh, getting up in age. I don't know that you want to invest long term there. Uh, I'd be looking at wide receiver, and then I'd be looking at offensive line as well because you can never have enough good offensive linemen. Uh, particular if you find a guy that's played in a system that has a a mobile quarterback that's used to blocking for a guy that you know on a passing play may decide you know you know it's a run pass option whatever the case may be uh, that that he's going to take off and is familiar with a guy like that those are the two areas I'm looking I get defensive back backfield is a is a concern but again I just I don't feel that I can trust Vance Joseph to develop uh, the, the guys or play them early on. Yeah, I agree with you. And I'm at the point now where it's like, you know, if Vance Joseph isn't bought into the philosophy that the Cardinals and Steve Kime have, like say what you want about Steve Kime. Like he is attempting to remedy a lot of the Cardinals issues defensively, especially against the run. It's up to Vance Joseph then to elevate Zavian Collins and Isaiah Simmons to a prominence that supports being the you know an eighth overall pick, a sixteenth overall pick as it relates to Collins last year. So I'm with you. I can't take somebody high that I know will not see the field last year. We've talked about it at nauseum. Zavin Collins would play the least amount of snaps of any first round pick last year that wasn't hurt. Again, that wasn't hurt. So he basically was healthy all season. He played the least amount of snaps. That's unacceptable, uh, especially at a position where you, you know he's He's getting bypassed by Tanner Vallejo and Joe Walker. So we're not going to dwell on that too much, but it bears repeating as, as we watch what's called Vance watch this off season. Um, I'm with you. I I'm going to, I'm going to lean on the offensive side. You know, to me, 
I don't love a lot of these receivers that are that are at the Senior Bowl. I'm with you. I'm gearing more toward the offensive line. Somebody like an Ed Ingram out of LSU, big physical kid. I think he weighed in at almost 320 pounds. He's about six foot three. The, the Cardinals, just to me, they are so finesse on their interior outside of Rodney Hudson. You know, say what you want about Justin Pugh. He's been a, he's been a good stalwart for this team, and he could be back next season. But they don't have people movers at either guard position. They tried Josh Jones at guard. That didn't work out. Max Garcia is probably better served as the sixth offensive lineman. The tackles, I think, are fine. I think Humphreys, who we'll talk about here in a little bit, he ought to bounce back next year. He better. He's going to be making almost $20 million. Calvin Beecham on the right side is fine. Josh Jones is a good swing tackle. And then, of course, Rodney Hudson is your staple in the center. But the two guards, to me, if you can get one of the two kids from Georgia – uh, Justin Schaefer or Jamari Salaire. Uh, I would I would be very interested in t- to see how both of them perform this weekend. Zion Johnson, a kid out of the East Coast from Boston College, is another name people like, depending on if he can play outside of his own blocking scheme. So to me, I want to get more physical at either line of scrimmage. You watch what the Rams do so well, right? And it's okay, we're gonna push people, push people around. On the offensive side with Cam Akers and company, I thought Matthew Stafford was was rel- relatively upright most of the game yesterday. And then you talk about the, the the tempo that they can set with their defensive line and the stark contrast. I mean, when they played the Cardinals Espo in that game at SoFi Stadium, the Cardinals got beat up on both lines of scrimmage. And, you know, that's I think that's part of the reason I, I'm so frustrated with this team right now is that they they try to act like they're this physical dominant team in a lot of ways, right? They ran the ball early in the season. They went out and got J.J. Watt. And then at the end of the year, they're just, they're finesse, right? And it's, it's frustrating as a fan to watch that because you know in your division, the other teams are not finesse and you will get exposed because of it. Yeah, Steve Kime needs to take an Olivia Newton-John approach to the offseason. Let's get physical. I mean, and whether that's the defensive line or the uh, offensive line, uh, you, you need to do that. And especially with the offensive line, you got to keep, a clean pocket for Kyler Murray. We've seen when he has that clean pocket, when he can figure out and look at his progressions and and understand that's when he's at his best. He can get creative in that situation. So it, it starts and ends with that offensive line for me in, in the hope that you can make Kyler Murray as comfortable as possible and avoid what we saw down the stretch where at times he just looked frazzled, especially yeah. in that playoff game. So yeah, I go... I look long and hard at offensive line and then any other weapons that you can get. I mean, maybe you're even considering, uh, and I know this isn't popular uh, as much anymore in the NFL, but in the first few rounds, thinking about a running back too, because yeah. that, that position is obviously a giant question mark. Uh, Connor uh, is, is a free agent. Uh, Chase Edmonds is also correct. So yes. they're looking at, uh, they're looking at, they're going to have to figure out a way to fill that need, whether it's re-signing their own guys uh, or, or looking at the draft. Uh, and I think that's another position that you have to consider because that's, again, another place that you can get physical. You need a guy uh, that can can hammer it between the tackles and, and run up that gut. And you saw how successful they could be when James Conner was that guy last year. And if he's going to be out of your price range, you got to be looking at what's the younger, cheaper option there too. Yeah, they've got the kid from uh, Georgia, James Cook, who's going to be on display. Haskins from Michigan, I'm, I'm a big fan of. Uh, Rakad White uh, from Arizona State, local product. Uh, Shane Diefenbach, uh, Diefenbach is going to try to get uh, an opportunity to speak with him one-on-one during this week's coverage. 
And then Damian Pierce out of the SEC University of Florida prospect, uh, I think could could do the Cardinals some good. Not in the, you know, I'm not prone to taking one, you know, maybe the first round, second, third, if the Cardinals end up with an additional fourth. That's somewhere I think you want to target. I don't think you can leave this offseason, Espo, without either bringing back Connor or Edmonds. And I know yeah. much of the fan base is, is more um, in favor of bringing back James Connor. Cornerback uh, is another position you're going to hear the Cardinals associated with a lot. Cody Bryan out of Cincinnati is you know, going to be on display. Uh, Kendrick, Georgia. I mean, most of these guys were on display during the college football playoff. To me, I, I think the Cardinals are are more than fine at corner with Marco Wilson coming back in his second year and Byron Murphy entering a contract year. I, to me, name a name an elite corner outside of Jalen Ramsey that we saw over the weekend, right? The common denominator was these teams got after the other team with an, with an opposing dominating front seven. So I'm almost anti-secondary at this point because the Cardinals are so soft up front. But yeah, it'll be interesting. Again, We've got our folks in route to Mobile for the Senior Bowl coverage. We'll have live on-air footage as early as tomorrow. Um, but, yeah, those are some names that we like. Uh, something we also we also like, our next partner is a product that I literally started using every day. I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted you know better gut health, a little bit more energy, and just one delicious scoop of, of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, all that good stuff. Um, check it out now. It's a no-brainer. It supports mental clarity, alertness. It's cheaper than a lot of those other supplements you get. All you have to do, Athletic Greens is going to give you one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs. With your first purchase, all you got to do is visit athleticgreens.com cardinals. Again, athleticgreens.com slash cardinals take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance now uh, another way that you can help yourself head on over to the phnx merchandise locker s i'm not sure what you're sporting right now is could could it maybe be one of our cardinal tees hell yeah brother s and i are rocking our two two of our favorite cardinal tees although we got a couple new ones up on the website, uh, what is your current favorite tee that we got rocking at the PHNX Merchandise Locker? I, I'm a, I'm a sucker for the the Cardinal sitting on the football that I'm wearing. That was a that was my first love in our locker, and and it remains fond in my heart. It's a it's a throwback uh, that that I love. So excellent. We well, can check that out and more. Head to PHNX locker.com pick up any sticker pack for just five bucks or grab a shirt 29.99 but we're running deals for our members constantly throughout the year become a member today be the envy of all your friends uh all right last topic mr espo dj humphreys not sure if you saw this cardinals left tackle he's going to the pro bowl so it's a quick what four and a half hour drive North to Las Vegas this weekend. I'm guessing he's not driving. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna make a wild guess that he's flying to Las Vegas, which is about 45 minutes. There you go. He joins <laughs> Kyler Murray, James Connor, Buda Baker, and Chandler Jones. So the Cardinals now have five Pro Bowlers uh, for the first time since 2015. It's funny, Espo. Humphreys had a better year last year. Of course, it takes a year for everybody to catch up. This year, he makes it as an alternate. But did you know? He is the only the second Steve Kime first round pick to make a Pro Bowl. I think of any draft, or excuse me, first round pick other than Kyler Murray. 
do, do you think there's any coincidence with that or is that just you're you're missing more often that than not in the first round i think it's the fact that steve kime can't make first round draft picks right i'd much rather go. if you're going to get compensation make it second third round if you're going to take a running back make it second third round because it's more more likely you're going to hit on it right i i, I had a question for you about the pro bowl though with these okay. five guys, is it true that they can only play in the first half of the game because they were only good in the first half of the season? <laughs> you know what? They should basically say, Cardinals, you could have the playbook for this Pro Bowl <laughs> because you stunk the bad. You don't even belong in the XFL Pro Bowl after how you performed down the stretch. <laughs> the XFL Pro Bowl held after uh, not even a full season of their league was played when it came back. Yes. Uh, look, it does not shock me that he's only the, the second first round pick, not named Kyler Murray to make a pro bowl in Steve Kimes tenure. Uh, it, it surprises me that they have five guys in this game and I get it, get it. It, it was four until, uh, till injury. And I assume, yeah. uh, you know, that, uh, that, that it, a lot of this is just based on, you know, voting happens earlier in the year. Yeah. You don't need Oh, the Cardinals are seven and oh place left tackle for them. Let's vote them in. <laughs> let's let's bring all these guys. Oops. You know, and obviously James Cardinals Conner, must have a have a star team. Let's get everybody in. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's what happens when you don't play your all-star game in the middle of the season. You get a you get guys rewarded. Wait a minute, after wait, a minute wait a minute, wait a minute. Do we want to compare this to what's going on in the NBA All-Star game with your boy Devin Booker not starting? Well, I mean I, I think everybody's got their faults with these fan voting all-star games now. This is true. It's just weird. It's just very weird to me that you play your all-star game a week before your championship game. And then some of the best guys that, that are doing it can't play in the game because, Oh, they're getting ready for the super. It just has always seemed very bizarre. I get it. You can't play uh, an exhibition football game in the middle of the year, whatever. It just, it just seems a little weird to me. Elon, the Cardinals should have been the ones in the NFC, not the Rams and the 49ers. Elon, we echo that. Good hell. The Cardinals spent most of all of the season in the driver's seat to win the NFC West. They don't win it. And then two of their division rivals, one of which finished third. The 49ers finished third in the NFC West, and they almost made it to the Super Bowl. Meanwhile, the Cardinals got embarrassed. I just, but you know what? We're on bated breath to see who else drops out of the Pro Bowl so the Cardinals can get more fraudulent entries. That's what I want. That's what I need here. Fraudulent bowlers. I like it. Look, look, if, if the Cardinals have played the 49ers in round one instead of the Rams, I think we're talking about something different. The Rams just happen to be the kryptonite for this Cardinals team. I mean, it very much uh, just a difficult matchup that has been the case since Cliff Kingsbury's been here. I'm not saying they would have been world beaters, but I just feel like you may have you may have advanced if you're facing the 49ers. I don't think the 49ers are a better team than the Cardinals. I think they got they got hot at at the right time, but I think the Cardinals yeah. are a better team than the 49ers and will be next year as well. Yeah, 49ers got swept by the Cardinals. The latter in the two games was by Colt McCoy in San Francisco. That's when I was ready to give Cliff Kingsbury coach of the year, and now here we are talking about potentially him going into a lame duck season. So and a lot can change in four to six weeks. We have yet to hear really from Michael Bidwell about the future of a lot of the staff personnel 
It's going to be a pretty tumultuous, I would imagine, offseason for this Cardinal team. Jalen's saying, I wanted the Cowboys. We would have advanced. Uh, I agree with you. I think the Cardinals would have gone back into Dallas uh, with the way Dallas's defense was playing at the end of the season, and, and they would have done enough to win that game. I, I mean, that's the problem when you're playing the NFC West is if, unless you're winning the division, which is difficult in and of itself, you're probably going to be playing a very competitive team as a wild card team. And, you know, the Cardinals – they didn't deserve any breaks at the end of the year because of how they finished. But, you know, the Rams, I watching that game at SoFi Stadium, Espo, I, there was no reason for me not to believe the Rams were going to be a major player in the NFC playoffs, and, and they ran roughshod over everybody. Well, look, you, you screwed the pooch against the Seahawks in the final game. You yeah. controlled things yourself. That's problematic. That's That was really where the Cardinals lost it. If they had won that, they had had the Cowboys game under the belt, they would have been, uh, you know, on a bit of a roll going into the playoffs. You would have had that home playoff game against a lesser opponent. Uh, things would have played out differently. This is the problem. They need the mental toughness. They need to find ways to, uh, to you know, win those kind of games. And they just didn't. And that, that that's troubling. Uh, Ramon in the, in the chat says, Rodgers heading to the 49ers. I do not see the Packers dealing Aaron Rodgers in the NFC. Like, no, why, why would you do that? They, some, well, first of all, 49ers don't have any picks left. They'd have, Niners have to be in love with Trey Lance. And I got news for you. I don't even know if the Niners love Trey Lance. Peter Schrager <laughs> this morning on Good, Good Morning Football said as much that he could see Jimmy G back next year. Because, God. quote, Trey Lance didn't blow anybody away, which is, I think, great news if you're a Cardinal fan. Because I think we saw yesterday with San Francisco, like, that's their ceiling with average quarterback play. And I think the roster, we could see a little bit of erosion this offseason. Again, they don't have any picks, right? They got to start playing, paying players like Debo Samuel. To me, like, you know, Trent Williams is getting up there in age. He's already getting banged up. Nick Bosa is going to have to get paid. Like, I, I, I do think that the 49ers – you know, especially if Trey Lance underwhelms, they're going to be they're going to be in some trouble. And we already we already assume there's going to be changes in Seattle. I just when is the other shoe going to drop with the L.A. Rams and all of their heavy commitments on star players? Like the Cardinals are like the only team with draft picks now. Is are they are they in vogue? Are they out of vogue? Should they trade them away? Like the the entire division doesn't have a first round pick this year outside of the Cardinals. Look, this that's what happens when you mortgage the future for the present. And that's what the Rams did. And obviously it's paying off. You could make the argument the Cardinals should have with Von Miller uh and, and brought him in to solidify things or or picked up OBJ, which the Rams did. The Rams were yeah. all in for this year, right? Yeah. The Cardinals were, hey, we've got a window here, and it's not just uh it's not just this year, is is the thinking. I think the Rams will make the most of this. They're going to likely win the Super Bowl in two I weeks, know, yeah. and and that may be the end of this chapter with the with the Rams. Uh, you know, but they they are closer to the end of their their runway than than the Cardinals are. But the problem is the Rams took advantage of their opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. I we have yet to see the Cardinals do that. That's what next year has to be is taking advantage of the opportunities in front of you. This year was a lesson in how not to do that. A lesson in this is this is what can happen if you take your eye off of the prize, if you don't have the right mentality. Do they learn the lessons? Can they capitalize on it? They still should be 
uh, one of the elite in the NFC West if they can. Yeah. They proved that they should be in that conversation, but now it's about doing what the Rams have done, what the 49ers did. Take advantage of what's in front of you and win even when you have to win ugly. The Cardinals yeah. were not good at winning ugly. They won no. when things were pretty, when that offense was clicking. But sometimes in the NFL, that's just not going to happen. And you have to win games when you can't be the darlings of, of the NFL with your offense. And the Cardinals need to learn that. The Rams, the 49ers, even the Bengals to, to an extent, those are all teams yeah. that have done that well. Yeah, the Bengals down 21 to three, come back and win. The Cardinals on their best day this season cannot pull off something like that, especially against Kansas City. You know, I get asked a lot, Espo, like, when does the window close for this Cardinal team? I do think that Michael Bidwell is cognizant of the fact that there are seven playoff teams in the NFC. And as long as he gets good to great quarterback play, like the Cardinals will be in it every year. Like you look at the Falcons who are a broken team with an old ass Matt Ryan. They were in the playoff hunt up until like the last two weeks of the season. I, I know Cardinal fans, we want the Lombardi trophy. They have the longest professional, you know, championship drought in all of sports. But like, I think sustained success for to good reason is a big deal. to Cardinal ownership is a big deal to Michael Bidwell. And we saw it this year. Like, you just get into the dance. I mean, the two teams that are representing the NFL in the in the Super Bowl are two fourth round seeds or two two four seeds in the playoffs, right? The Niners almost got in as a sixth seed. So I think we just we need to take a deep breath. Is this team perfect? No. Do they have the right coach? We don't, we're not sure, right? We, we're pretty sure they got the right quarterback. They need an influx, and it's what I, my entire antithesis of this offseason is just they need an influx of toughness and ass kickers, right? Guys that can come in. I don't care what position it is. Like, I'm not going to lose my shit in the first round if they take, you know, a position that I don't openly want them to take. Because if they hit on the right guys, whether it's an edge rusher or a defensive tackle or a guard or a running back or a receiver, like, as long as they're good to great players, and this is cliche to say, like, that's going to help this team get over the, the hump. They did not have enough foxhole guys last year and I say last year in 2021 to 2022, this season, enough to get over the fact that, you know, yeah, San Francisco doesn't have great quarterback play, but they've got Debo Samuel, right? They've got Fred Warner. They've got Nick Bosa. The Cardinals just need an influx of guys that can come in and make an impact in their specific roles. They It, it was almost like too much of like just individual guys, individual players. And, you know, at the end of the day, they, they didn't play as a cohesive unit. And when the chips were down, they couldn't rally from that. Just give me some damn swagger. Yeah. This team needs some damn swagger. That's that's what it was lacking. That's how you wind up with with more confidence than maybe you should have, which is which is a good thing in many yeah. in many ways. Like you need those guys that aren't gonna be afraid to to have fun, go out there and and get in the ear of the opponent and yeah. push guys around. The Cardinals didn't have that, and I think it cost him. Especially J.J. Watt was was that type of guy. He yeah, gets he was. injured, and they kind of lose all that swagger. And, and that's, I mean, when you were talking about maybe we're just fucking better, right? Mm -hmm. uh, when that was what was what J.J. Watt was saying. Yes, and it was it was the swaggiest thing I think I've remembered a Cardinals team ever having around them. They need more guys like that because belief like that even if it's a rational confidence, goes a hell of a long way in sports. Well said.
Well, as we wrap up here, I want to make a quick plug. Children five or older are eligible for the COVID-19 COVID vaccine. The vaccine is the best tool we have to reduce the chances of getting sick with COVID-19. The COVID-19 vaccine can reduce the risk of being hospitalized or even dying from the disease. It's safe, free, highly effective. COVID-19 vaccines are available throughout the state of Arizona. Visit azhealth.gov slash find vaccine for a location near you. Well, Espo, my friend, it was a pleasure. Hope to get to do this more this off season. Yeah. Uh, Red steel. It's always, uh, my, uh, my favorite being around you. That that's a, that's a little Zoolander joke for some of the faces that, mm. that Johnny makes on the program. But, uh, look, I'm excited to come back in April and we can talk some USFL. Uh, well, it's, good God. It's well, making a comeback and I'm a big USFL guy. They we don't get the Arizona Wranglers or Outlaws back, but all the other big time names, uh, the you know New Jersey Generals, we got the uh, Tampa Bay Bandits, the oh, uh, Memphis Breakers or something, or I don't know, but yeah. I I implore you, even with that horrible plug for the USFL, be <laughs> sure to like, subscribe, leave a five-star review anywhere you get your podcasts. Again, live coverage of the Senior Bowl beginning tomorrow on this channel throughout mm -hmm. the duration of the week. Thanks again. See you tomorrow at 3.